Hello, everyone. Good. <laughs> Welcome to episode 167. This is round two. Didn't record the first time. Yeah, but we were not that funny, so no, you're we- going to get all the good stuff right now. That's what I'm telling people. Well, what we started with uh, that first time, and which is now exacerbated, is that it's hot as balls. You know what? <laughs> it has since gone up a few degrees. And it I would like to so reiterate hot. for the first time. It is hot as fuck here. It's a nightmare, people. Suze, you know what the temperature says at my house? What? 103 degrees. It's no, crazy. I think it's even more than that now. It's almost Halloween. Yeah. And yet, here we sit in our a pool of our own sweat. Oh God. I'm going as a sweaty podcast host. <laughs> I already have my costume. It's on right now. I feel guilty complaining because there's so many terrible things in the world, but my God... And this, Are you sh- this may be the beginning of the end. We may be in end times right now. And then Sarah said that like she feels like uh, sh- the whole planet or the whole city could just spontaneously ignite. Yeah, it feels like that. Right. And and where I live, we have the Santa Ana winds. So the winds are so strong. It blew all of my pillows, uh, my you know couch cushions into the pool. Blew my swan out of the pool. You know what? Maybe it wasn't the wind. Maybe they were like, fuck this heat. I'm going I'm for going a dip. I'm going for a dip. It is. Well, then the swan got the heck out, so. Have you been swimming still? Well, uh, no, I stopped because the pool, you know, drops in temperature. I went and checked yesterday because I was going to go in the pool. Yeah. Still freezing? 71 degrees, but 104 outside. That is cray. So, you know, I bet today it would yeah, be perfect because it said, Good you know, Lord. three. But I was, I no joke was worried I left the house yesterday, and I turned around, like, panicky, thinking I need to go back and check, because I had this fear that somehow I, I, an entire wall in my house is all windows, and I have a glass table that has some mirrored edges, and I was scared that there was going to be a, you know when, like, a little ray of light hits, and then it turns into a thing that, like, magnifies it, and then you can melt ants and whatever? I was like, what if... I like catch my carpet on fire from my kitchen table. I can see why you feared that because your house is like a giant magnifying glass. And then not not too long ago, a friend came over to my house and she gets out of the car and she's like, oh my God, come look at my car right this second. And so I go look and she's like, I was driving and I had a pair of sunglasses or something, a sunglasses or a compact or something positioned a certain way on the floor. It reflected a light onto the mirror, reflected it up back onto her dashboard and her dashboard started smoking. And there's For a melted real? hole on her dashboard. She was like, I wouldn't have believed if, if I didn't see the smoke myself and think, oh, my God, there's something wrong with my car. And it was just that the dashboard was on fire. So I was like, that's a legit fear now. Yeah, we're, it's just a plague, I think, like of <sighs> biblical proportions. Yeah. Pretty sure. Mm. If it starts, like, raining, what's it supposed to rain? Blood or frogs or? Yeah, locusts, frogs. <gasps> it doesn't rain blood, but... Uh, but regardless, Sarah pranced in here with knee-high suede boots, so uh-huh. she is not letting oh. the weather dictate how she looks. They're off now. <laughs> as soon as she got in here, she unzipped those. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Her I'm, dogs were barking. Yeah. And listen, I love 90s fashion. Right. I see that. You look adorable. Extent. You're not that committed? No. Wait, are suede boots a 90s thing? I don't even know I, that. I don't know, but... Knee-high, like, over-the-knee boots are real in right now, or at yeah. least, you know, they're supposed to be on trend or whatever. Right. I am digging it. I feel like this is a resurgence of, like, all of the things. Like, 
I thought you said, said I am dicking it. And I was like, is that what the kids oh say now? God, I'm no, dicking it, man. Can, I'm dicking it. <laughs> Speaking of I'm dicking it, there, did you see the hashtag that was fl- not floating around, but the, um, the videos people were doing of uh, I blank for the dick? No. Videos? No. Hashtag Sarah, that for was the never going to come up in my feed. Oh, I know. Susie is not a member of Black Twitter, dick? so. No, not. I, however, it was for Black like, Twitter? No, I mean, if you follow a certain people on yeah, Twitter, yeah, yeah. you will. this hashtag is and what was more it? likely Give to come up. Give me an example. Um, okay, so basically they are females, ladies who, or gentlemen, whatevs, who, it's like freestyling, freestyle rapping, but... Um, it's oh wait like you I say i this. do something for the dick like yeah i quit right. reality tv for the dick mm-hmm. i something was something. there a favorite one that was really oh uh, you him? know gabrielle union did a really good one uh um erica badu did a really good one what'd she do for the dick do you remember oh my god <sighs> something good i bet. I know good stuff for the dick <laughs> it always i definitely would quit reality tv for the dick sure I mean, that's not yeah. even a sacrifice. Yeah. You, like, went on it for the dick, and then you, like... Oh, yeah. Kind of. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Like, you go on it because you're, like, want to be cool, and you were single, and that's for the dick, if if I'm yeah. in charge of yeah, you're right. what counts. Um, of course, at the time, I didn't want the dick. I wanted the pee. I thought you were, like, just about done with that, the yeah, pee at that like- time. <laughs> Open to both. How about our lesbian picture everyone loved? Oh my gosh, we really do look like you didn't a great comment couple. though, so I thought you were like mad about it. Oh no, I, it's probably because I just didn't think of the perfect thing to say to like my new wife. I was like, <laughs> I should have said something like where we should have registered. See, I think I was probably coming up with something clever. And are you sure I didn't, I didn't respond? Think you did because I feel like that's something where I know I was thinking about what I should respond to it. This happens sometimes. I think about what the perfect response will be. I'll hold it open, and then I'll be like, What's, "I think I forgot I, something in the other room." I love how Adam it. wrote. I can't say I'm surprised. Oh yeah, that was great. <laughs> I read all the comments. Yes, I mean, we really did look like Leses. It was fantastic. It, you know, I mean, do I, you think that there like is a rumor that we are? Because we're besties. Oh, I'm fine with that rumor. It's oh, like I'm fine with G- it too. Uh, Gail and Oprah. Oh my god! Right? Yeah. But do you think they really are though? I mean, no. But do you think we really are? Oh, well, I know we aren't. Well, I know they. I mean, I they probably aren't. Right. But I always, I just wonder. People will probably do say people... that about us, but we aren't. No, we I would, would be... tell you. Yeah, and you know what? I'm not into. Oh, that, I know. Like, You've made it real clear with Sarah. No, I'm You're... not saying I'm not into you. Get <laughs> out. <laughs> She's made it abundantly clear. That's not it. She is pl- not I can't into compete me. to be the hot one in the relationship. I would lose every time, Suze. Ugh. Good save, Sarah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Sarah loves 90s fashion. Oh my chokers, God, so much. Some of them. No. Some of so, them. Thank you for saying that. Because <laughs> I do not like those stupid, ridiculous, plasticky ones. Mm-hmm. This is basically a podcast of things Sarah likes and doesn't like. <laughs> I like that. But I She do- liked P. Now she likes D. Uh, yeah. She likes chokers qualified. Yeah. Only some. The only some. Not those plasticky ones that are crummy and I see all the girls in the challenge wearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I mean, you've always had style though. It runs in your family. Right? Oh, yes. Because my mother was a wardrobe stylist in the 1990s. Right. And she but you was, know what? She, I know yeah. she listens to our show, so I got to tread carefully. Oh, oh but I remember you said that oh like, 
at a certain point she was sort of like she left the business yeah. and then she was sort of done. Yeah. And that surprised well, me because you'd think once you're in fashion, then you'd want to... I mean, she's always super fashionable, but it's funny that she kind of got locked into that, like, 90s... You know, I think we talked about this on another show, where oh. wherever you We've talked stop, about it privately. Oh, that maybe it was that. Yeah. Wherever you stop really trying to seek out new fashions is what you're pretty much going to dress like for the rest of your life. Yeah. My mom, totally back in style. She's basically wearing Yeezy clothes. Oh my god! Because they're all that like baggy homelessy look that was really popular in the '90s for a sec, where they were like big, just oversized yeah. but fashionably oversized. My mom was really into that. I'm very envious of like women that hit about. It's usually at fifty, and they hit fifty, and then they're like, "Oh, I fucking don't care anymore. Like <laughs> it doesn't matter." My mom hit that, and that is my mom was the opposite. She looked like garbage. Her whole life. And now she looks ridiculous, but she's trying. Like, she has a whole look, like tie-dye and the thing. Oh, yeah. The backpack. Yeah. She does the mini backpack that you Oh, this is uh, the other thing mentioned. I had to ask is, where do I draw the line with my 90s fashion? Yeah. Mini backpack? Yeah hey. or nay? I really... You could pull that off. I think I want one. How many? Oh, dude, that's the good... That's the best question. <laughs> I... Do, that... Thank you. Because that really does make oh, all God. the difference. Does it? Oh, Have you ever done this before of, with the mini backpack situation? Well, yeah, when I was 10 and what did you 90s in styles there? were in fashion. I even think I had a clear mini backpack. Okay. Uh-huh. Clear mini backpack with daisies that were on the outside. Like, Whoa. Like, the, uh, like 3D kind of looking. I swear you are going to see this. In I saw spring it. fashion, it'll be out. I basically everything I wore in second grade because my mom <laughs> did dress me in all the really cute nineties fashions, but I was embarrassed to go. I just I will read the text message chain. My, the text message chain. I sent my mom a picture of me wearing this white dress the other day, and she was like, "That's exactly like the white dress you had in second grade. Remember when I bought it for you with the red Doc Martens and blah blah blah? Yeah, totally in style now." And then yeah. I was joking around with her like, "Yeah, remember when I used to fight you?" To put on, like, wear Converse. My mom used to say, Sarah, these are so cute. They're going to look so cute on you. And I hated them. I was like, those are stupid shoes. They're probably 90% of the footwear I wear That is bonks. My mom was, like, rolling her eyes. She she sent me a lot of rolly eye (laughs) emojis and, like, head, you know, hand palm, face palm, whatever emojis. Like, oh, my God. Do you understand now? In addition to the 90s fashion, we have some new fashion coming out from Brain Candy, which is super fun. And uh, we decided we wanted to make some unisex kid stuff that was like a middle finger to the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't tell me what boy clothes are and what girls clothes are. Yeah. So we have a pink shirt that is going to have a dinosaur on it that Sarah designed. Oh, yeah. And then another shirt. Carry that, a little lollipop. Yeah. It's going to be really cute and it's going to be like for a boy or a girl mm-hmm. and we love that because it's not specific yeah but you should check out our website if you want to see the new stuff we're, we're rolling out for the holiday season you gotta start christmas shopping holiday shopping whatevs if you do buy um any of our merch we will ship it to you using stamps.com we do th- use them because they are convenient and easy and reliable and we do not like going to the post office i like shipping things from my desk and that's what you can do you can print out the postage for any letter or package right from your desk and then you don't have to get up and 
deal with humans. Yeah, who wants to do that? Nobody. Um, and they have all the services that the U.S. Postal Service offers. And uh, right now, you too can enjoy the Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale without long-term commitments. And you can see how easy it is, too. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Brain Candy. That's Stamps.com. Enter Brain Candy. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. What a great tagline. Let me tell you, that if should you be do like go my to po- the post office after you're a Stamps.com customer... Yeah, you wait in line for about two seconds, and you're like, "Oh my god, forget this! Why did I ever do this?" <laughs> right, I've done that and walked out of line. It's life changing. Go home, forget it. I'll mail this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, okay, so before we started the show, I showed Sarah a video, and <gasps> yes. her mind there was like smoke coming out of her for her ears. She's like losing it's it. It's hard to Tell have another is. thought after you know, like one. You're like, "What do I believe now?" Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Tell them what the video is. Okay, so we'll are you guys familiar with, I'm, I'm asking you like you're going to all in unison answer, yeah. So that hand drawing another hand artwork is by MC Escher, and this video is a real-life version that an architect created at a school, I don't know where the school is, Indi- I want to say Indiana or something okay. like that, but that, I'm just guessing. Yeah, it could be Indiana. Um, and that was just totally a guess. If it is, then mad props. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a real version of this optical illusion where a person walks up the stairs, very clearly up the stairs. Wait, let me paint the okay. picture. So the visual is yes. the camera is looking at a stairwell. Yes. A multi-story stairwell in which there is a down set coming up. And then another set going up higher mm-hmm. to the second floor. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yes. A person starts a in person the middle. starts. Like on the uh, plateau. On the floor. Like, like if you opened the hallway door and walked into the stairwell from floor number one and walked up the stairs and turned to your right like you were going to go around the corner to go up another flight of stairs. And your, our eyesight is yeah. up there looking yeah. at this person at the top. All of a sudden, a person comes out they from the turn, bottom. The same person. Same person. They turn the corner, and your eyes drop, and they're down at the very bottom. Yeah, now they're at the bottom of the stairs. It doesn't make sense, Sarah. I, it, I don't understand. I still... <sighs> do you now, think it's a, like a... Uh, what do you call that? What? Like a pretend thing. Hoax. Oh, thank oh. you. <laughs> well, the only thing that makes me think, know that it's not a hoax, is that I've been to the mystery spot in Santa Cruz. Have you heard is of Is that this the name of spot? it? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I forget that you're new to California because. You... I don't even know where Santa Cruz is, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> let alone the mystery well, spot. If you, in what, now that you've been living here for a while, and now that I've mentioned this, you're going to start to see this all over the place. But look for. Cars that look like somebody who's a hippie will drive them, and guaranteed they have a yellow mystery spot bumper sticker on their car. Because if you go to the mystery spot, they give you this bumper sticker. I chose to get it in a patch form because I didn't want a bumper sticker on my car, and I collect patches, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, So, yes, this spot you can go to. And I really do think that the location matters, right? Yeah, because you couldn't just do this anywhere. No. Well, if you created a something okay. to do it, you so could there's do it something about this spot where you can take oh, wow. a billiard I'm ball. I'm looking at Instagram, and it will roll up. What looks like uphill. 
And if you ask me, it's uphill because what the heck? Yeah, that's uh, okay. Susie's looking at photos from there from, on Instagram right now. I have that exact photo of that me is doing so that. So weird. And I look like I'm about to fall over, like Michael Jackson's uh, 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 smooth criminal, smooth criminal video. Right. So, and I swear, I was seeing this with my own two eyes. <laughs> I'm a very well. I consider myself a logical, rational. Sane human being. Yeah. No idea what the hell is going on there. And still can't figure it out. And it hurts my head. And I, then I think, what the heck else is not real that I'm seeing? Or what am I seeing that I'm not really seeing? So when you were there, so these people look like they're doing that, their, their face, like, uh-huh. what's shifted forward. Yeah. But are the, No, nope, standing straight up. That's really weird. Feels like you're standing straight up. I can't. I mean, so in Pittsburgh, they have, I guess, something similar, but it's just something that naturally happened with regards to the roads Mm -hmm. in North Park. And you go to this hill. I think it has a name, you know, how they they name everything. And you park on it and you're parked on the downslope of a hill and you put your car in neutral and you begin coasting up the hill. Crazy. uh, Seemingly. Crazy. Now, we always attributed it to that there was a road be- below and that road created this illusion by oh. the way that it was slanted. So it was just truly so it like only appe- it appeared that you were parked on a downslope mm. when really you were parked on an upslope. But still, yeah, creepzilla. And we would all go, you know, late at night because uh. it was just a road. It wasn't. Like an attraction, like Mystery Spot is right. apparently selling. Well, yeah, they've t- they've turned it into a whole thing. Oh, so you're wondering whether Mystery Spot is like that because it was built that way, yes. or if it's like a weird yes. anomaly in Correct. the on the Earth. Correct. Okay. Then I wonder, like, how many of these other spots exist? Is there something we need to be looking at about these spots? Like, what is? There are just so many questions. That's what's fun about living. I know. That's why I can never, uh, trigger warning, uh, kill myself because I, uh, there's too many things I want to know about and I can't die naturally either. Really good one for you. What? I think will tickle your funny bone. And, uh, uh, I think is appropriate. Well, I mean, at least it made me smile. Um, the new research has come out on dolphins and large marine mammals Mm -hmm. that shows, uh, they gossip. Come on. <laughs> For real? Yeah. Where did you read this? Okay, so the researchers at the Nature and Eco- Nature or and Ecology and Evolution Center or like Journal for Nature and Ecology and Evolution have discovered that well basically they're they're mapping out patterns in communication in these dolphins uh-huh. and they've been able to look at 300 different species and different types of mammals and marine mammals and how they communicate and found that they have signature whistles and signature calls for dolphins who are not around to show that they communicate about each other when the other ones aren't around. That is so so naughty. And they'll be like, oh, this one, you know, the one who just left. What if they have like two girl ones that are like us who like, Right. Used to hang out with a bunch of people and now they just do a show about <laughs> them and talk about them. Well, we're hoping that they hang out with a bunch of other ones and hoping that they have a large audience because yes. that was the key, like what? the real secret to what this uh, research showed us 
is that after studying all these different species and their behavior patterns and um, their communication and social patterns, they found that the animals that had the most complex brains were the ones that were members of big social groups. And the more social that they were, the more their brain developed. And it's a type of evolution of the brain called encephalization, where the more, and we've seen it in primates, and we've now seen it in marine mammals, like proven hmm. that the uh, that the species that hang out in larger, more social groups and have really complex social order will develop basically the parts of our brain, our brains that are more advanced and more developed. Like they're slowly becoming more and more. And they found that the bottlenose dolphin now uses tools. I mean... It is really funny that you say this because I was reading about... Do you, are you familiar with the Aesop's test? Yeah. Oh, wait, I thought you were going to say fables. I'm like, yeah, I love those things. <laughs> I love a good fable. I love a fable. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Aesop's test, it's Aesop's fables test, but it's um, a thing that they do with the animals to determine whether uh-huh. they can tell cause and effect. Yeah, it's like a more, like a, something about the grapes, right? Or, well, rocks yeah. or in this case. Yeah. So like, or yeah, they it's had the a story. treat yeah. in the water. Okay, how's and, it go? They can, they make it so that you the animal can't reach the treat, but then they'd say to the animal, you know, to teach them, if you put this rock in, it raises the level of the water, and then you can reach your treat. Oh, yeah. And so they use this test on animals to determine whether they are, in fact, as clever. It's sort of a benchmark. Yeah. Like, can they pass yes. this thing? So they did it um, to raccoons, and those motherfuckers, like... Pass. Oh, they fly colors, but they also like kind of like some of them were like, I'm not doing that. And just like beat the shit out of the tube until it (laughs) fell over. (laughs) Like instead of like the patients to put the rocks in and let the water rise, they were like, forget this. Knocked the whole thing over. They are naughty. They are so naughty. They are the. And it's weird because they have those burglar masks. So Which makes, I was going to say, I wonder who's, which came first. But then I was like, no. That's ridiculous. Burglars actually need to hide their faces. And then some of them, they also do a test with um, items that float or things more like rocks that sink. So they let them choose. And the raccoons would choose the float ones, which can also eventually help you get to to, to the treat. But instead, they would just fucking spin the ball until the marshmallows, marshmallows, like covered the ball, and then they just lick it off of it. (laughs) I just love that because, of course, they did. Yeah. Right? Their name, I can't remember what the actual scientific name is for a raccoon, but it translates from Latin into, I think it's like cat or something that washes its food. Oh. Because raccoons in nature will wash their food. Well, good for them. They're eating garbage. Yeah, I they hope should they wash, wash it. For goodness <laughs> sakes. Clean that stuff yeah. um, so That was in uh, Nat Geo, and I'll put that in the newsletter, which you can sign up for on our website, thebraincandypodcast.com. And other animals that passed were the crows, of course. Say, crows are the freaking smartest. Don't underestimate those. And now, anytime I see them hanging out, I'm like... You motherfuckers are plotting something. I know yeah, you for sure. Now they look. And they hold funerals. Oh, come on. Did you hear this one? Of course crows hold funerals. Like mm-hmm. Edgar Allan Poe right. situation. Right. That's ravens, but still. Yeah. What kind of funerals? They So when one dies, often you'll find um, 
now I know, isn't it a collection of they, they all wear black. murder, a crow? A yeah. Pe- yeah. So a murder of crows will come over and oh, they all wear black. Stop. <laughs> You're too funny. I just <laughs> Hats holding their little eulogy, and then like one other kind of bird sings the dirge, <laughs> right? And then the the doves just release themselves. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's no, but they'll one. all gather in trees, the right by where the dead bird is, and they'll all more will come around, and they'll all make a certain noise that's specific to the dead animal. Oh. I feel like we're giving them too much credit. Like it's maybe it's not a funeral. It's mm-hmm. like a su- what if they're like super yeah, stoked? Yeah, maybe it's, or maybe maybe they're Irish and it's a wick. <laughs> right. Other animals that passed were rooks, which what I had the never hell even. Hell is a rook. I'm glad you said that because I thought you were gonna be like, oh yeah, I don't know. And now is it a word I can use in Scrabble? Oh yeah. Speaking well, what's which, a rook in chess? Is that a thing? Oh, it's the castle. Well, then that has nothing to do with this. <laughs> uh, Eurasian jay, which sounds like a bird They're as birds. well. Yeah, a rook is then an, a bird. And then apes, of course. Yeah. Which brings me to Badass Bitches Through History. Woo! Yeah, Jane man. Goodall I knew today. you were going to pick her. Our brain, One of our brainiacs picked her, so I was like, okay, let's has do it. Has something recently happened in the Jane Goodall world? Not that I know of. I feel like I've read her name or seen her come up probably... I'd say somewhere between seven to ten times in the last week. Ooh. Yeah. Not that I know of. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, she's always like, good. Good health? Mm Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on that one. Oh, my God. I don't know. I'm just thinking about her a lot. So what's going on with Jane? I just wanted to celebrate her for our segment, Badass Bitches in History, which we still... uh, Although some people made some suggestions on what we could call it. Oh. Or no, that's the other segment that we do. The one with the mother. Things we're pissed about? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yes. She's awesome. And... I just wanted to celebrate her because of her work with apes and chimpanzees and all the th- cool stuff she's done. And she's a badass bitch because she does not give a hoot what you think about her. None. And she always comes out and she seems so mild-mannered, but then she she's does. like yeah. super badass, mm-hmm. which I am the opposite. And she says things that are very direct and straightforward with that same kind of... Like you think she's going to say something really polite, and mm. then it's something. She's so civilized. She's like, Here's the deal. She got interested in, in apes. Right, right. We're all going to die. Yeah, yeah. She got interested in chimps when her mom bought her a stuffed uh, ape when she was a little girl, and it was quite lifelike. And so some people thought, "Why would you give your kid this thing that's going to scare her?" But it, in fact, did not, and inspired obviously this lifetime of work. Yeah. And she's she's been so amazing discovering, like, aggressive, negative behaviors. Because oftentimes, you know, mm-hmm. they focus on the ways that those types of animals are fun and cute and adorable. But she's like, no, here's how their behaviors mimic human behaviors. But she's been she's gotten criticized because she'll often get, use words that are associated with humans towards them. And... While science, well, like, and even in the case of typically during research, they would number the uh, animals so as not to get emotional about them, but she would choose names for them. And so other scientists criticized her for that. I criticized them. Yeah, I do too. A bunch of dude scientists who are out of touch with their emotions and (laughs) please... I know what you guys were doing. You guys were shocking. You guys were using your wire monkeys and shocking monkeys and making them... Wire babies and I know wire that study. babies. Why that wire monkey study that Harlow did? 
What is that? Oh my I forget what you're oh, talking it's about. Oh, it's one, because uh, I did a terrible job explaining it in that <laughs> Um So it was done in, I want to say the 70s, and it was about attachment theory, whether a baby monkey would prefer yeah. warmth and comfort or food. Yeah. And the baby always chose warmth and comfort over food. And the, it was such a terrible experiment for the baby monkeys that they didn't give warmth and affection to that those monkeys were never able to be socialized back to hang out with other monkeys. They were so traumatized from the experiment. That's terrible. They were not able to re Acclim- yeah. like reacclimate is that like mm-hmm. to well, acclimate, normal yeah. acclimate to normal monkey behavior well so see like, you're so right they jinko doll fuck did not those do guys she was just like sit back name them and watch them <laughs> yeah she's not the problem fellas right. <laughs> right. um oh so sarah i was texting last night about how neither of us are pregnant Ugh, and yeah. i was joking with her because um lincoln said that he wanted to save all his bath toys for this hypothetical child that we call Lucy, who we don't have yet. And it's just been like a shorthand for like, if you ever get a sibling, it's going to be Lucy, I guess, even if it's his boy. <laughs> and um, so he said, uh, I go, you over these bath toys, can we get rid of them? Because you know me, getting rid yeah, of, yeah, tidying yeah. up. Yeah. And he was like, let's save them for Lucy. And I thought, well, now we got to name her Lucy mm, for like assigning bath toys to mm-hmm. her. But when we were in Pittsburgh, my mom, who's gone along with this Lucy thing for years, uh-huh. said, Suze, I have been thinking, and you can't name your daughter Lucy. And I was like, why? You know, because you know it's going to be something dumb. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's too similar to Lucifer. Stop. Mm-hmm. No. Lucifer. Well, Keep- she's really going to hate your second choice, which was Satan. <laughs> Right? Right. So here's the thing. Lucifer. And she goes, They're, it's like from the same word. I'm like, really? Because Lucille's French. So um, it actually isn't at all from the same <laughs> word as Lucifer. Lucille. Oh, come on. Your kid would be so cute if her name were Lucille. I can't believe it. Like, Lucille. And so I, had, I go, Mom, that's crazy. <laughs> and I said, everyone in their life needs someone mm. to tell them mm-hmm. what they're thinking is crazy. Because mm-hmm. everybody has crazy thoughts. I have crazy thoughts. You have mm-hmm. crazy thoughts. We all do. Yeah. But my mother is alone a lot because she doesn't really have a husband <gasps> that she talks to. Yeah. She, and all her kids live far away. Mm-hmm. And so she spends a lot of time with her own thoughts. Oh, dangerous. And so I said, I am the person that has to come to you and be like, you're nuts. That's a, you dismiss that thought from your head. And like, so then my siblings were all there and I, and I was like, guess what mom just said. <laughs> but anyway, I, I think it she's really over is it. fun to hang out with your, with your family and Aww. have, well, first of all, yes, uh, <laughs> but more fun when the subject of religion comes up and then you get to say to your mom, mom, you're crazy. And your mom just is like, she's fine with it. Yeah. Okay. I want to say that to my mom all the time, but she does not take it the same. <laughs> Really? She'll get mad? No. I mean, also, it's the the problem is, is like, you know, with the psychic stuff. Yeah. The more and more I start working with people, the more I feel like, man, I do know some things that the, that people haven't told me. And then it gets confirmed when I do a session with them. Mm-hmm. And my mom's like, 
oh yeah, well that's just you being psychic. And oh I'm like, God. Mom, that's the stopped worst. using that word. And she's like, oh, okay, well, we'll come up with another word for it. You sciencey people like remote viewing. We'll just call it that. <laughs> well, since you're working out your mind, I think you should also work out your body. Amen. I hey, just wanted to throw that one out in the there. same. One in the, <laughs> the best thing is, so we work with Beachbody On Demand. Sarah and I have both been using their programs, and Sarah said that she did a Beachbody On Demand workout. <laughs> And she was like, you know what? I'm going to film it mm-hmm. and fast forward because then I can post it and people can see how cool it is. And I accidentally videotaped the whole thing in slow motion. <laughs> so I, I finished and it was only like 12 minutes. It was this great ab sculptor one with this super hot instructor. Hey, now. Oh, I have to get I want to say Sean. Anyways. Yeah, Sean. Um, uh I, now I'm all distracted. Oh, right. So <laughs> it was like a 12-minute ad video. I look over at my phone. 52 minutes, it says, when it finally like compressed everything or whatever oh it does. And then I just fast-forwarded to see some of the highlights. Nobody needs to see me doing crunches in slow motion in a crop top. <laughs> I need a few more weeks on Beach Body before that happens. If you guys want to join us, they have over 600 different workouts, everything from P90X, Insanity, 21-Day Fix, Yoga Retreat. Uh, it's an in-home fitness and nutrition resource. They have over 100 recipe videos as well. So if you want to learn how to make some healthy stuff for your family or for you, then this is the place to go. It's a brand new service, but it already has over a million members. And our listeners can claim a free trial membership. Free! Brain Candy listeners, go to trybeachbody.com slash brain and get full access to this entire platform for free. That's so good. Yeah. I didn't even know about the recipes. Yes. So I'm at beachbody.com slash brain. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> You're ready to get down. Well, it's trybeachbody.com. Trybeachbody. Yes. Yes. Cool. You've just been working out. you got to nourish your body the, too, sister. I'm running out of ideas for recipes. Oh, okay. That's smart. You know, I, I see just, you I'm doing those meal prep All things. the time. So, you know. Um, I was telling Sarah about this thing that I read, how um, <laughs> the... For the first time ever, an Italian won the Venice Marathon. And part of the story that I was telling Sarah is how I was embarrassed because I was confused by the headline and for a second was like, wait, I thought Venice was in Italy. And then I was like, of course it is. What? But it was just one of those weird brain moments where I'm like, what's happening, Richard? Anyway. Where else do you think Venice could have been? I thought it was like... um, like you said, like Vatican City, but oh, maybe like it's in it, but then separate government or like, um, what's the one in Spain, Catalonia, where it's oh, like they're part of it, uh-huh, but then they like uh-huh. don't want anything to yeah, do with them. Like, yeah. 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 So I was like, maybe Venice, Venetians don't want anything to do. I don't know. I had no idea. But the reason why this story is interesting is because the reason that the Italian won was because you know how they have favorites that they they think are going to win, yeah. you know, and they have a pretty good sense of who's in the running to yeah. actually win the thing. And they had one of those motorcycles that guide them. The motorcycle went the wrong way, so all the people in the lead went down the wrong <gasps> road and what? followed the lead no. motorcycle. No. And then when they realized how to turn around, they lost 2 minutes in the meantime the Italian You know, this is the same Excuse that Johnny uses for how Kellyanne and I got such a big head start in our yeah. Ru- I agree with final. him. I agree with Johnny for once. They were turned the wrong direction and had to backtrack. Yeah, because there were two routes. Whatever. I'm like the Italian, and we take the first place, and we don't <laughs> give a fuck. But I, I 
think that was on purpose. Like, I think they were... Oh, you, I, they were misdirected on purpose. I think you... Oh, okay. Like, that, we were. Yeah. I don't think that about the Italian Yeah, thing. ours not but so scandalous. But maybe, now Italian, that you say that... Right, maybe it was all Italians. Like, what? I don't know. <laughs> Please keep doing that. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And how would you feel if you were the winner? Would you just be like, sorry? No, I no, I would not feel like it. wouldn't feel no, the same, would it? Not at all. No. But it was only In two fact, minutes. In fact, I so. would... I would probably have to do something with the award. Like, give it to the city of of venice like i couldn't keep it i mean the kenyans have won a lot of things Mm -hmm. so i mean it might it's nice to have a change but it would have been nicer if it had been Mm -hmm. not so unfortunate can you imagine that motorcycle guy are they volunteers because if they're paid he should be fired i i just to me it just seems so italian What? Oh, I mean, as somebody who spent a lot of time in Italy, and you know, my mom was a tour guide through Italy for eleven years, so Italian culture was something that yes. we were very familiar with. Okay, and Italians have a very like lackadaisical attitude about bending the rules. Yeah, they were once. My mom was double parked outside <laughs> on a one-way street. Nobody could get by her. A cop comes to write her a ticket. He looks at his watch and he goes, "We can do one of two things." I could, like, rent you a ticket because it's going to be lunch in, like, five minutes. Or I could just quit five minutes early and we go lunch. We I'm did, speechless. We didn't get a ticket. You guys went to lunch with this guy. I don't guy. think we went to lunch with the cop, but he was like, oh, should we just go to, should we just, like, say, oh, like, just, not together. No, just, like, we okay. just break for lunch okay. right now. Okay. Like, he just, like, called, like, boo, boo the whistle, like, in the right in the middle, right in the ticket, his well, old lunch break whistle. Lucky duck on that one. Yeah, because they don't really care. Okay, good for them. I like that attitude. And aren't they called, I think in Italy they're called Carbonieri, which is like Italian police officer, but my brother always called him Carbonaris. <laughs> I bet they love that. <laughs> so, I always thought that was cute. Um, okay. Do you have anything before we go? Yeah, I have a really, it? really, really funny story. Good, let's hear it. Uh, did you hear about the uh, juvenile justice department uh, employee? Did not. Who... Uh, is now fired and facing criminal charges for stealing $1.2 million worth of fajitas. <laughs> That's the best! Over nine years, he redirected a shipment of fajitas Stop it. that was delivered to the um, Justice Department like food service he redirected it to his house and Come had been on. selling people fajitas for nine years. Come on. The exact dollar amount of redirected fajitas, $1,251,578. I mean, that's a lot of fajitas. A lot of fucking fajitas. What was, did he eat Sizzling. them too? Pro- probably, maybe. Who did he steal them from? He, okay, so just like how any... Oh, that's great. Cafeteria has a food delivery sure. system. Like Cisco, c- yeah, basically that Cisco one. Food Services or whatever. They're budgeted out and they have their deliveries of what they're going to do all the time. And somebody just signs a paper and of uh, yes. the items. This person who 
in like signs the paper of what is coming in is not the same person who's like unloading the truck and everything. How does this go unnoticed for nine years? Well, that's the thing that they're most upset about is the guy who's supposed to be doing the inventory hasn't been checked. I guess and not. At what company? The guy that should have been doing the inventory. Uh, he's he's a juve, he's also a Justice Department employee. They're like he's like an accountant from there who should have been. There's an itemized details, that's but so he great. wasn't. He, nobody ever thinks like if you had nine years, it said you got deliveries of fajitas from this company. It's so funny that it's so specific. And also it makes, there's so many questions. Right. Did it come with tortillas? Thank you. Is it ready made? Is it already hot and sizzling? Are, is the cast iron skillet included? Right. What are we talking about? Cause otherwise here? it's just chicken. It, thank you. Or beef or whatever. Are they ready made? Are they ready packs? Are they in foil? So many questions. Does also, it come with sour cream, guacamole, do salsa? Do you pay extra for guac? Does he upcharge for that? There are tons of questions. And I just think it is the funniest thing that this order, it would be 800 pounds of fajitas that was delivered weekly. Come or, on. Weekly or monthly. It's I can't so remember. so great. But he redirected I don't think that. he should get in trouble. Wait, did he do it on purpose? Or did, was it like it yeah, showed he up? he sold them. He no, sold like, them to people. Did they show up I mean, on X? Kind of he's like Robin Hood. But... Was this orchestrated by him or they just started showing up and he just was like, I am in business for the fajita and business. You know what? That's a really good question. Because if they just started showing up and all he did was sign for them, I say. The thing that. that bon appetit. Where he, exactly. The thing that got him caught was when. Terrible gas. <laughs> he wasn't there. And the. There was some mistake on signing in the order and the delivery for the the fajita guy was like, hey, I got 800 pounds of fajitas. Where do I leave these things? The normal guy isn't here. And they were like, fajitas? We don't sell fajitas. And so somebody was like, oh, no. Where are all these fajitas going? And I guess it happened two times. And then they were like, wait a sec. That is bonks. I love it. Yeah. I thought that was I'm so a, jealous. a real specific story. I love story. fajitas. And, well, I would imagine you love chilies. And I feel like they just, the two go hand in hand. They sure do. They go, uh, what's that? Mono y mano? Yeah, what's like, hand in yeah. <laughs> Hanno and Mano. Manos? No. I'm trying to think, wash your hands. Oh, is yeah. Teresa always says, lavan los manitos, oh. which is small hands. Okay. So it's got to be manos. manos. So it's mano and mano. I get. Hand in hand. Uh-huh. <laughs> you learn something new every time here on the Brain Candy Podcast. <laughs> De nada. <laughs> Uh, wait, uh, we got to wrap it up. Oh. And you got to save all your goodies for next time unless you're insistent. No, I'll, I'll save them. Yeah. I know you got more good stuff. I do. But, you know, we got to roll here. All right. Like a fajita. Let's make like a fajita and roll. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.